This show is a Phonic Media production. Hey, friend, and welcome back to Business Marriage, where today on the podcast, why are you doing that weird, like, one eyebrow thing? Do you know, am I the friend? No, the the listener is the friend. I was about to say, you look really, really pretty today, and then I can see there's lots of biscuit in your teeth. You might want to sort that out because there's cameras on you. Okay, welcome back to Business Marriage. (laughs) Not cutting this out. If you're watching the video, we're not cutting it out. Why are we yes. doing a chicken dance? I don't know. If you're watching the video. We're doing a chicken dance. Now I'm paranoid about having biscuit in my teeth. It's got that teeth. 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 I'm paranoid about having biscuit in my teeth. Anyway, hello. Welcome hello. back to the podcast. This is Business Marriage, the UK's premier non-celebrity couple podcast. I don't know if that's true or not, but we're just we're owning it. it. We're owning it. You say it. It's real, right? If you say it with enough authority, then yeah. anything becomes true. Is that real? Apparently. Okay. Perception is reality, apparently. Okay. There you go. Uh, today on the podcast, we're talking all about creating a culture. <sighs> you've, you've, Hayley's very organised. You can't, you can't even, you probably can't sit well. You, you I'm very organised. Do you know what? I'm like, you know, like a newsreader with my papers in front of me. I'm just going to shuffle them. There you go. You would make the worst newsreader ever. Why? Because you talk like that for a start off. And then if anything like emotional happened, like you just cry. <laughs> Oh, you'd be like really worried, and then, and then, and then, then it, that I shouldn't laugh at because oh, I've, yeah, got, that, that I've got that really bad. I, I'm, I've got, I need to look into this actually. Maybe the listeners can help because it must be there must be a name for it or a term. Oh for yeah, it. but I laugh at like really bad situations, like properly like, tragic, really situations. tragic situations. So if we were sat here now and someone walked in and announced some really bad news, <laughs> my reaction would be to laugh, and it's not because I find it funny, but it's like a shock. <laughs> and it has got me in some serious, serious um, awkward situations. Because you've in my you've past. done this at funerals, haven't you? Like you've been yeah. sat in a oh, funeral, yeah, like pissing funeral yourself at, laughing. And I'm not talking like a little giggle. I'm talking like full on belly laughing, shoulders up and down, crying. No, but crying with laughter, crying not crying with actual yeah, tears. Yeah, not crying with tears. Well, tears, laughter, tears, laughter, tears. There must be, Happy there must tears. be, there must be a thing for that. There's there must be like to. a term. So if anyone knows the term, can you let me know? Yes, get anyway. in touch. You can get in touch with the show. You click the link in the show notes now. You can email us hello at businessmarriagepod.com. Well done, James. First time I said that correctly in a little while. Um, let's get into uh, culture then. Why did you want to talk about culture? Do you feel like you is your culture? An issue within your business and our family? Yeah, I just think... I also, by the way, oh, guys, just, just, just preemptively, <laughs> I don't know what Hayley's written. So like she does this research and then I look at this and I have to come up with uh, like what I imagine, what Louis said in the car about James. Yeah. Like I've got no... I, I know you don't know. That's the point. I know. It's, it's, a, it's to trigger me. Boundaries you set... Oh, should we just... Th- should we yeah, just no, 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 but I'm just trying... to go through or should we let it just happen wow. naturally? Wow. Wow. Started I know we wanted already. to be honest and transparent, but I didn't realise you were going to go full bitch mode, which is what I you're am, like behind the I'm scenes. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I'm actually in a bit of a bitch mode today. Yeah. I just feel really annoyed. How on, how honest are you going to be? I don't know. Like, how honest? I just feel peed off today. You know, you have those days where you like, you just feel angry. And the reason I get so angry is because I know that I'm being negative and I'm telling myself all of these stupid thoughts and then I get frustrated because I know that by doing that, I'm like attracting more. So you're angry about being angry, I'm just, just to angry. clarify. Just I'm just angry. I just feel angry. Oh, maybe angry, angry is the wrong word. Human. Maybe like anxious. I've got an anxious belly today. I don't think that's a thing. Like anxious belly. Anxious belly is not a thing. No, an- oh, like feeling goodness. anxious is a thing, but an anxious belly. 
Where do you get thing. the feelings of like butterflies in your belly, right? So that's why I say anxious belly. Okay. Anyway, yes, we're talking about creating a culture. And yeah, I do think it's a very, very, very important topic. Do um, you? You've got a full newsreader again. <laughs> I think it's a very important topic. Welcome to Haley's Important Topics. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think given where we're both at in our businesses, creating a culture, especially when you've got a team, but also just creating a culture with your work ethic and your boundaries, something I'm awful at. Oh, great. I can't wait to get into this with you today. The least boundaried person I've ever met. This, that's the point. Oh, okay. Right, fine. Okay. Okay, fine. Where do you want to start? Should we go business? Yeah, okay. Let's go business. Oh, I need a jingle, don't I? I've forgotten already. Hang on. Let's go for this one then. Oh, we've had this before. Well, you want me to stop then? Here you go. You want it's, another... more, it's more family. Let's talk about Let's talk about business. We should um. have had Come a Come a Come a Come a Chameleon because they're the culture club. Am I allowed to sit? Am I saying over 15 seconds there? No, that, that, no one is ever going to listen to that and go, oh, that's so like the actual <laughs> original. She needs to pay us the licence fee. Actually, if I say, oh, okay. But if I, I thought you were going to go for like a business song, like Let's Get Down to Business by like Eminem or... No. No, okay, fine. No. Where's my tea? You put it behind you. Before we uh, came on air, listener, uh, Hayley smashed her biscuits, which listener, annoyed her. Listener, one listener. Yeah, you talk in the singular. Oh, hello, singular listener. <laughs> I did, what's that noise? <laughs> What's that noise? What was that? Am I dying? What was that noise? It might, not picked up, it, might, it might not have picked up on the microphone, but I sort of laugh, I laughed at it. It's like some sort of weird, like... Like a gremlin. Dinosaur noise. Like a weird little <laughs> evil inside internal gremlin. Oh. Um, where do we get to? Values. Talk about your values. What's your values? <laughs> You've got a fucking clear up here. I'm not. this shit on the page. My values are just work, work, oh. work. <laughs> Until your fingers bleed. <laughs> Until there's no Crime time left to do anything else that brings you joy. Okay, great. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> I hope this has been useful as always. What is your cult? What, what did you want to do? You've written this stuff down. I don't know what you want to talk about. Well, you can't develop, you can't just off the cuff talk about culture, Jay. Well, I don't know what order Let's you want to go in. You. Let's talk about you. So. You've got a business. We said you've got four people that you're oh, you go. in the team you have four with. businesses. <laughs> and you said last time when I mentioned about culture, you said it starts from day one, by the way, is what you said. Um, I'm sure I didn't say it like that. <laughs> I think you did. So, There's been a lot of clips that have been going out of this podcast, which have been getting a lot of traction about the real you. So I wouldn't be too judgy about how the people communicate or come we'll across, We'll come on to our way. first partner battle in okay. a bit. Um, so creating a culture. And you said it starts from day one. So... Let's go there. You've got a team. Yes. What, how do you, like, how do you first, yeah, like, are you aware of creating a culture? You just bring people in and you just kind of, like, Mm. what, bumble along? Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's that noise again. I've definitely died. I've got a gremlin in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> Set up and take it seriously, newsreader. This is why you couldn't do the news. Because oh, um, what I was going to say is... Bumbling when I, along. When I used to actually work with people and I had a team... <laughs> when I left the house... Yeah, when I used to actually other human go beings. out and interact oh. with people in real life. I Looking back now, I don't think I ever was consciously creating a culture. I think I just... 
was who I was. Does that make sense? And looking back now, I think I sort of was the person that I wanted to be everybody's friend. I wanted everyone to like me, but not in a way of like, oh, please like me, like me. But I guess I didn't always wasn't very good maybe at someone setting the boundaries, the discipline, you know, that hard line between being a friend but also being their boss, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm just intrigued to see where you're at on this. Mm, interesting. So I start, when I first started out, it was a bit different because obviously we started our businesses during the C word. I don't want to say it in case it helps squashes your reach of, of content. Yeah, don't. But we were, um, we were in lockdown. I've said it now. We were in lockdown, so you couldn't go anywhere. So I actually did my first ever job interview. So I'd never employed staff before. So I've mentioned before previously, we've had lots of businesses as Haley revealed. He's had 32 jobs or whatever it was. He's, that's actually a very good impression of you, by the way, even with the head movement. Um, and I had had a couple of businesses, a couple of it had done all right, and then one in particular had done well. Why do you always laugh when I tell <laughs> this story? This is my origin story, this is okay? My origin story. Um, this is my origin story. You Could you please respect my origin I'm story? Respecting. This is my space. Um, but the company that had done the best financially didn't require any other staff. It just required me and the two sort of bumbling idiot um, business partners at the time. And so I thought that's how you ran a business. And I don't really, we've talked about this before, I'm a bit of a lone wolf. I like getting stuff done. <laughs> 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 it's a lone wolf. That's such a weird thing, isn't it? Because wolves hunt in packs. I don't know. They don't even go out by themselves. It makes no sense, that phrase. But anyway, I like to do stuff in a certain way. I like to work in a certain way. I don't like, you, you know, you hate it when I come home to work from, from like the home office. Like, I don't like talking. You're always like chatting. Like, oh, can I get your opinion? Oh, no, this is what oh, I get. Right, this is what I get. So, okay, admittedly, sometimes I want to ask a question and he just put his headphones oh, on. And they'd be like, it. what's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> If you couldn't see, that's him aggressively taking off his headphones, looking at me with his little beaky face, <laughs> <laughs> with his nose all squashed, like going, what's that? What's that? What's oh, that? Anyway, back to me, not you. Like a parrot. And um, yeah, so that business did really well financially, but didn't have any staff. So I was like, well, why do you need staff then? But then I obviously got to a point where with this this uh, sort of podcast production company, where from the standing start, quite quickly got to a point where I couldn't do any more work. Like I was working all the hours that I could realistically, charging what I thought was feasible and possible. And I remember because the first month, um, do you remember from like a standing start, we did like seven and a half grand. I was like, yep. oh my God, this is incredible. But then I was just maxed out, 60 hour days, just editing audio. And I was like, right, what am I going to do? But the first person I realized that I needed actually was the back and forth with clients was was massive. So I ended up, I was like, right, I need a PA. But again, because I'd never employed anyone before. You actually did the phone yeah, interview, say, didn't what you? What actually happened is I interviewed her on the phone, didn't I? Yeah. To qualify and um, she was amazing. Because I, I said, I was like, I don't know, what do you, what do you ask people? And she you were like, was well, great. Yeah. And she'd come from a background where she worked in as a PA to like a big team she worked She's like, like an big, executive yeah, PA, Yeah, like an executive she? PA for, for like a big, almost like a shopping centre yeah. company, wasn't it? And she was really, really good. But I think looking back, that was, again, the culture never got, was never quite right. But I wouldn't necessarily, it's all your fault. I just think she'd come from a very different working yeah. background. So, you know. Talked about this earlier. She asked yeah. me what the health and safety policy was. And I said, as a joke, I was like, just don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Because, because I was like, like what else do you need know. to know? You're working from home, but apparently you have to have a work yeah. from home policy. So we were like, like okay, so knew. we did, didn't we? Not we me. had to like 
um, our friend uh, Kelly, who runs uh, very successful opticians, we were like, um, can you help us out here? So we were like getting contracts yeah. and all sorts of things, weren't we? And Didn't have a clue. We didn't have a clue. And Building the culture remotely was yes, very, very difficult. And, and that's interesting because I did write that down, but I didn't want to go into it too much because it doesn't necessarily relate to us. But that whole especially since like 2020 so many more people are working from home yeah and how do you create create that culture when everyone's working remotely and I think that was maybe the the issue there is that she'd come from a background where she's probably used to being in an office and working for a corporate company that has these kind of like strategic rules and plans Mm. and that in place and you were just a bit like I'm starting out like I just want someone who comes in and helps, which she did, didn't she? she was, yeah, she, she was, was really mega, good. mega important but to the journey. You, looking back at that point, you were probably just wanting to focus on what you wanted to do. Yeah. You didn't want to have to almost like train someone over here. There was no um, systems and processes. She had to yeah, make them, if that makes sense. We had to very, make them together. Yeah, but it's very difficult, isn't it, for someone to come into the business and create the processes when they don't understand the business. Yeah, and also if that's not kind of your certain people are cut out for like startup life. You know, it's it's messy, it moves fast, it's a bit all over the place, it's quite exciting. Yeah. Um, ordinarily things will you you'll break things as you grow. But if you're again, if you're from like a big <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> but if you're um if you're from a big like she like say big sort of like real estate company background yeah. where there's systems and processes and how you send an email has to be done in a certain way and blah 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 all these processes like certain people like that they like the confines of that sort of like system that's how they're used to working yeah. so actually i think in terms of values in creating a culture i think you might have to make sure that you understand what it is you're trying to build and then the first thing is to bring people who are aligned with the, the mission and the vision that you've got so for example after um I'll give her a shout out because she's a lovely lady. She'll probably never listen to this podcast anyway. Della, I don't think she ever listened to a podcast in her life. She was epic. Um, but Della was lovely. and um, But it quickly became apparent. So then I had an outsourced production person. I had another production person. Yeah, then I had Yeah, so at one point I had one full-time member of staff. And then I had two full-timers remote and four freelance. So at one point we were a team of one, like two of us in the UK and seven around the world, a few in Europe and a few um, in the Philippines and stuff. And then... I remember having the conversation with Paul, who kind of acts in the role of like chairman for me and kind of like advisor because he's sort of scaled up businesses quickly before. And he said, look, from my experience, mate, you can't scale up remotely. Now, a lot of people who are listening to this will be like, that's complete bullshit. You know, I guess it's all your lived experience. He said, but from what I've done, the only way that you get genuine traction and genuine momentum is having bums on seats in the office when you can be looking over people's shoulders not that you're micromanaging or telling them what to do every two seconds but just stuff moves quicker I can see that that's a big shift it's like the energy of you all bouncing off one another as well like I can see that and that's interesting because I've said obviously on the I think it was last week's podcast how I'm at that stage where I need to bring someone into the business and I'm I'm kind of like do I get someone who works overseas and, you know, like bring them in full time? Or do I get someone who is a bit more, who can be like nearer me, that we can meet up and do stuff? And it's like, I know I don't necessarily need to do that because people can do their work from anywhere. But I don't know, for me, having that physical connection with people where you can actually look at their, like I was there, look into their eyes. Um, but Pretty actually... Do you know what I mean? Just feel like yeah. you're there together. There is definitely something about that. And I think for anyone, you know, in business starting out in the infancy years, that is something you have to kind of think about what is going to kind of 
mould that culture that you're trying to create. I think the first um, thing you need to be aware of is what you're trying to build for your life. Yeah. And we talked about this previously about Rob Deerdeck, who's my definitely my man Can crush. Can we not keep shouting out? I mean, I've got oh. nothing against the guy. Rob Deerdeck, entrepreneur, venture capitalist, an all-round legend, a man I aspire to be like. But anyway, I love Rob Deerdeck, and that's what I'm saying. But Rob Deerdeck, I'm saying Rob Deerdeck. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to move on. When she's in this mood, you have to be very careful with her because you can, you can, she can snap very easily. <laughs> See, there, the there. There was a camera right? here. Oh, here we go. So I try to be Talk open back. and honest how I feel. And at times I'll say to James, I'm just letting you know that I'm feeling a little bit, I'm not quite myself today or I'm feeling a bit anxious, thinking that he'd be like, okay, cool, noted. What James then does is he takes that information, he yep. turns it around and throws it back in my face like that. Like talking to me like an absolute child. You finished. Carry on. Do you feel better for that? Rob Deerdeck. Do you feel better for that? Deerdeck, Deerdeck. Tell me Rob Deerdeck. Um, but what he talks about is build your, build your, design your life and then build your life around yeah. what you want it to be. And so many people do it the other way around, like us included. Because when we started the businesses, it wasn't, and we mentioned this before, it wasn't because of like, oh, this is my dream and my aspiration. And, you know, I've always wanted to do this. I have in a way, yeah. but it was out of necessity. It was, it was born and built out of necessity yeah, yeah. really, really quick. So you kind of find yourself in a position, I guess a lot of people have this with work as well, that you find yourself in a position where you're in the situation that you're in and you're not really quite sure why. Like, how did I get here running this business in yeah. this way? Also, and it's really important to know that in advance where you're trying to, to go for you. Yeah. And also like for us, um, we we are both consciously working on our businesses as like leaders of the business, etc. So we understand now that knowing what your kind of values are for your business and your vision, how important it is to not only for you to know that, but for you to then pass that on to your team. Yeah. But if we're honest, sometimes when you're starting out, you don't think like that, do you? You feel like you've got to be a certain way. You've got to be like professional. Like you wouldn't go in to your team and be like, so the, yeah, this is like a startup. So this is it. You know, things might... You know, we're going to be trying stuff out. We're going to make some mistakes. It's going to be learning because you wouldn't necessarily say that. You'd think that you'd have to go in and be like, I've got everything, like all my shits together. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm professional. Like, but actually that's all part of the culture growing, isn't it? Like mm. your team now know that they're in this exciting company that are innovative in the audio podcasting world. Hello, sounds like an advert. Hello. That you're like, no, but you're looking at opportunity that things are going to move fast, but they're kind of on board with that because you've been honest and you've yeah. made yourself have those like those meetings and tell the team, actually, this is where I think I want it to go. And I think that's really important. I think you have to get people who will, the first stage I think of, of culture is mission and vision for yourself. Yeah. Then communicating that, and then when you're starting to bring people on board, because that will attract clients. Yeah. Your vision and your mission is not just so you know inwardly, like what's your north star and where are you going. Yeah. But people will resonate with what you're trying to build, yeah. so they'll come and work with you. You know, there's lots of people in the podcasting spaces. I mean, they're none are as, as good as me, quite frankly. Obviously, but some will resonate with other people. Some will resonate with yeah. us and what we're trying to build. But it's the same with your staff. So my first like full time in house position. And we talked about this before, like I properly lucked out with Sam, but uh, I say luck, but I was on a stage speaking as like an expert or authority on the subject. He was working in the space as well. And he's like, I love what you're trying to build. Yeah. And he's just got, he loves editing audio. He's an audio geek. He won't mind me saying this because he's going to listen to Sam. I love you, Dilly. He's an, he's an audio geek. He just, you, he just wants to edit audio and, and make cool content. That's yeah. what sort of fires him up. 
and he said to me like the whole thing of like chasing clients, invoicing, billing, all that shit. He's like, I can't and marketing. He's like, I can't be asked for yeah, it. I just yeah. like making cool content. So when he came to me, he said, and I said to him to, right at the beginning, I said, look, this is going to be a full time in house position. So I know you've already got a. He was running a little podcast production company himself and he made some amazing stuff, but it was much more in-depth, beautifully narrative storytelling kind of podcast. He made some brilliant stuff. And I was saying like, now you just churn out any no, no, old no, shit but, like but, this one. But we do, yeah, any old cack like <laughs> this podcast. But but we don't do, joking, as an agency, we don't do narrative storytelling podcasts. We don't do true crime. We do yeah. brand building business podcasts for entrepreneurs and experts. That's yeah. kind of it. Oh, well, does, like this it. does sound like an advert but, but I had to make that really clear to him because I was like I definitely want you on board for the skill set yeah. I was like is it going to be a fit culturally and here's the thing right you will know within the first five minutes of when somebody walks in I genuinely believe this whether they're a good fit or not yeah I can see that you will know yeah. Sam walked in straight away within 15 20 minutes had a cup of oh, I had a coffee he doesn't drink coffee he drinks his weird like herby stuff because he's like out there man Love um it. but he's uh he'll, he'll hate that he's like it's not it's not out there it's just seeds um but he um but straight away i was like he's a he's a cultural fit yeah like straight away i and i i knew that if the mission of the pod, of the agency is generally to go from sort of where we were to scaling up big and then selling out to a bigger agency which is the ultimate goal Sam's going to be there for the whole thing. Yeah. I knew that within five minutes. Yeah, I remember you saying it, actually. I knew that within five yeah, I minutes. Remember. Like yesterday, we went out for lunch. because um, Yeah, I saw the video. Eddie was working. Oh, a robot. God. We've got a no robot. No wonder you didn't want dinner last dinner. night. Good, um, it came out on like trays of Well, one of our guys uh, was poorly and another one had a podcast of his own to record. So he went home early during lunchtime. So I said, Sam, should we just go for lunch? Now, those little things, like that that's culture. Yeah. That's building yeah, culture. Yeah, 100%. Because it's building a bottom, like you say, it's the, the 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 fine line that I think you overthink you have to walk. Yeah, is being professional, being yeah. maybe you don't like have their to friends, be but without yeah. being their friend, if that yeah. makes sense. Because I would say that Sam's, Sam's my mate. Yeah, and Sam works, and I think the other thing that it depends on the business that you're building that Sam doesn't work for me. Sam works with me. Yeah. And that was a love big that. shift in my yeah, mindset was that, that people don't work for you, they work with you. Depending on the business, yeah. like some people, you, you know, if you have to have a strict hierarchy like the armed forces or the yeah, police yeah. or whatever, in certain businesses you need a hierarchy yeah. and they have, you know, layers of management, blah, blah, blah. And none of my team work for me. Yeah. They'll work with me. I love that. And even with me, even though I don't have anyone employed myself, the people that I work with, that's how I see me and them working together. It's like yeah. we're a team. Like I work with them and I love that. And actually when I think about the people that I work with like ongoing, how you do like gravitate towards people that share your kind of values. So I think definitely, so culture, knowing your values, being authentic. So I'm actually going to go here. This is a quick, a quick list that I found. On the Harvard Division oh, here she goes. of Continuing Education. I feel like I need some sort of like regal music, but I you wouldn't have that no, set up because I, I didn't tell regal. you, did I? No, I've got, I've got the, um, you like this one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's really Harvard. Come on then, Harvard. Um, so this is what they suggest. So this is learning, this is literally, I've just taken the bullet points. Okay. Learning six tips for building better workplace culture. So define your values. Oh, I said that. Spoken about. Does that mean I'm as clever as Harvard? Yeah, it means you've basically been to Harvard. Yeah. Nice, okay. Number two, be authentic. And again, that goes back to us saying, yeah, just be you. You don't have to try and be professional or just like be open and honest. Create listening posts. So I guess this is thinking like if you've got a bigger company, but the idea of listening, so like listening to your team. 
Yeah. Okay, that makes complete sense, right? And again, I think even if you're a small team, like lunch yeah, yesterday listen. with Sam, like that's a listening post yeah. opportunity if you choose to do it. It's not me going, oh, like, this is what we're doing, this is brilliant. It's like, what else can we be doing? What's yeah, working yeah. really well? What's happening? Well, that links into the next one, which is Bill's psychological safety, which again, is that you want to build a culture where people feel that they can be open and honest. And I think that's where you can have that boundary of like, actually, you can be friendly because you also have this kind of like safety that when things need to be said, people say them. When things need to be improved, you can pull people up on it or vice yeah. versa, you know. Number five. I struggle with that one, oh. by the way, the psychological safety, because when, especially I think when you're, when you're a new company, especially when you haven't got like the systems and the processes, but you think that maybe you should. Yeah. Someone, uh, I guess maybe it goes back to the previous point about listening posts. When someone questions something or yeah. brings something up, you can have a, a negative reaction to it because yeah. it personally you're like oh no I should have my shit together there Do you like know, someone now if they've been what's your safety policy health and safety policy I wouldn't have a, a, an issue with being like we haven't got one like yeah. probably should have one in a workplace environment but whatever but before I'd be like well why do they want to know that yeah why do they need that yeah get a bit spiky yeah and you almost like to not to protect yourself but maybe it, yeah maybe it is your ego that doesn't yeah, like maybe. not knowing the stuff that you don't know yeah I have it sometimes. I used to get it a lot. Like if I've done a piece of work for a client and then they say, oh, like, oh, I don't like this or can we change that? I take it like, oh my God, I've not done a good job. And it's mm. like... You got better at that though recently. I have got better. But lately, especially today, I found myself feeling like that again because I'm feeling anxious. So like something that, oh, it's not quite quite how I envisaged You're okay though. You're feeling anxious. Document. You it's okay? not how I wanted it. You suddenly are like... Oh my god, I've done it wrong. And so like, I actually haven't done it wrong. I've actually been really proactive. I just yeah. didn't ask them. You can what they take wanted. stuff much too personally, and it definitely. doesn't serve you because because you think that you you should care, and, yeah. you, and you definitely should care about the quality of your work. But you can't take every no. bit of feedback, good and bad, I'll come personal. Into that. Oh, okay. Number five: accept and learn from mistakes. Massive, massive. Definitely, I always say like anything that is that goes wrong, it's an opportunity to learn and put it right. Yeah. We had a, we had a client, uh, this was really interesting actually, sort of about the whole cu- culture piece. We had a client once where the wrong file had got uploaded to, and, and the client went berserk. We lost the client did, and it yeah. was like a 10 grand client. Um, and it was someone else within the team, this is previous to my current team, uh, who had made the mistake. And I had to pull them on it. But when I pulled them on it, I said, look, we're going to have to have a, because there kept being these little things up. There was a, attention to detail wasn't there. And I said, right, look, we're going to have to have a, we're going to have to have a meeting. I actually said, well, we're going to have to have a, um, a, like a disciplinary. Yeah. And because I called it a disciplinary, they went absolutely fucking Mental. berserk yeah. and started going, you're a fucking shit boss, blah, blah, blah. I'm amazing at my job. Um, and to be fair, they, they, he or she had a point. But at the time, I was like, but you've got to learn from the mistakes. Yeah, when it's saying, again, as a small business, a te- that's a 10 grand yeah, mistake. It's massive. And sometimes like 10 grand, it's a fucking lot of money yeah, yeah. Like, to most small businesses. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to learn that lesson really well. But yeah. also, looking back at it, I probably could have delivered the, the lesson in a slightly yeah. nicer way. Yeah, definitely. But it goes back to the point as well, even like from accepting and learning from mistakes, I genuinely believe, as I said, that you, you'll know if someone's a cultural fit really, really quickly yeah. or not. So I made lots of hiring mistakes early on. Sam will be laughing his ass off editing this because he'll remember the we guys who didn't even get to the end of the first week. 
Are you trying to eat a biscuit? No, I'm just seeing what the time was. Okay, sorry. I thought you were trying to eat a sly no. biscuit. Then. I was like, how are you going to get away with that? But again, learning from the mistakes. Now I don't. I won't make the same mistakes with hiring, yes. which again almost goes back into culture because now I'm going to get the rest of the team yep. to have an input on the next people that we hire. Yeah. I'm not going to let them make the decisions or put them under the pressure to yeah, make the decision. Yeah, but it's good to have their input. part of it, yeah, 100%. And number six on this list was watching trends, which is quite good. I took that more from our point of view of... Yeah, like businesses evolve, don't they? And I think with the culture, you want to like stay stay on trend, but like just knowing, yeah, what's going on in your industry and just making that part of the culture to always be the I best th- you can I be, think, I, I think there is a little bit of a risk with the trend thing though, because the trend at the moment is like, you know, work is almost, uh, at one point work was, you you fit your life around your work. Yeah. That was the old school mentality of it, was it? Maybe the industrial revolution. Was that right or wrong? Who knows? But there's definitely been a shift recently where work has to fit into your life. Yeah. Which when you're running a company, like our work fits in with our life and it fits in with the kids and it fits in with family and all that stuff. Because we just doesn't always just... feel like it fits. No, no. But, <laughs> but yeah. I know but then mean. when you've got like staff, for example, yeah. who might be want flexibility, sometimes it's Sometimes it works for the business yeah, and sometimes, sometimes it, it doesn't. Yeah. So you have got to walk that fine line where it's a great environment to work in. It's a great culture to work in. It's got a great atmosphere to work in. There is flexibility when there needs to be flexibility. But equally, you have got to have a bit of rigidity. Yeah, is that a yeah. word? Of rules structure, and regulations yeah, and a bit of structure. It's like this is, this is the line. Yeah. Don't cross it. Yeah. And if you do cross it in a nice way, which is probably still always going to be my issue, in a nice way, communicate that that line has been crossed and that such yeah. and such is not okay. I think it's having boundaries as well. We need to move on. But one thing I just wrote there is for me, obviously I don't have people that I'm creating this culture with. Um, but the thing that the the challenge that I've found is the culture, the culture of my work ethic in the respect of I will over deliver to the point of like if I had an evening planned where I was just going to like relax because I really need to chill out or watch something or had something going on and something came up, even if it was like a last minute throw in from a client, I will will just move everything and I'll jump on it and I'll do Mm. it. And then what happens is I have done more work that hasn't got through my list of work already on my plate I've then over-delivered, as in I'm trying to turn things around quickly, so I've added pressure to myself. The client then gets used to me always being like doing yeah. things and turning it around quickly. So they get used to this kind of culture of like leaving things to the last minute because they know that I'll get it done. And it's fine. Of course, I'm going to do it every once in a while. I know things come up, but I'm creating that culture. Yeah. So one of the things becomes, that I, yeah, it, it becomes, becomes expected, yeah. isn't it, at a so certain point? So the thing that I'm trying to do now is stop saying to people, yeah, I'll do that for you tomorrow. I'll get that done. Like I'm trying to be a bit more like, okay, yep, I'll get that done, you know, um, <laughs> you know, this week or trying to be a bit more, um, yeah, a bit open about it. Because I know for me, like the boundaries, it's all part of culture. You have a little burp there. Shall I play a jingle while you burp? We need to move into the family. Let's go, family. So we've had this, haven't we? I'm sure this is like the other power. Family, family time on the business marriage podcast. Family time. Hi, welcome back to the family section of the business marriage podcast. It's interesting, isn't it? Because creating a, a culture in your family sounds a bit weird when you talk about it like that. I've got a culture. Do what I say when I say it. Well, this is it actually because I've written down, I wish they could create a get ready for school without being a dick culture. 
Yeah, I don't think that exists. Well, it needs to because, honestly, I am getting absolutely sick of getting my two kids out of the door. And do you know what? They're up at, like, any... I mean, George last night, it was not a good night. No. He was poorly, though, last night, wasn't he? He says he was poorly. He woke up. He was crying. And this is what is so frustrating. So, George is two and a half. He is a daddy's boy. He always wants you, doesn't he? Apart from when he's unwell. So, last night... Normally, this is the first... A couple of times where he's gone to you and he's unwell because normally he's just a daddy's boy full stop but yeah. at the moment he's like he's like oh well, mummy so I go in there I'm like yes. what's the matter George's like I just don't feel well I was like what's the matter is that my tummy but I don't I got know. tummy ache so I'm trying to like cuddle him and then I get bored and I'm like right I'm going now and then he start crying again so I'm like back you in again like such and a good I, then I, I sit bored. there I'm lying next to his bed I'm like right go to sleep I have this thing where I say you are safe you are warm you are loved and then he hopefully goes off to sleep. But last night he wasn't having it. So no. in the end, James is like, let's just put him in our bed. Which we've only done like three times in his whole life, whereas Louis Which is a lived culture in our bed. that we had banned since yeah. George was born. Because yeah. Louis was a nightmare sleeper, wasn't he? He was always in our bed up he until was. the age of about four. Yeah, but was, yeah, yeah, which is nothing wrong with that. And I know that some people love co-sleeping, and I've heard Fuck that it can co-sleeping. be very co-sleeping. It's fucking terrible. But last What's night when George got in our bed and then was just like tossing and turning, sitting up, he wanted your pillow, my pillow, his pillow. He didn't want my cover, so then he was like pushing the cover down. So I was absolutely freezing. I was so annoyed last night. And then in the end, I'm like, do you want to just go back in your bed? But then it's like that fine line of like, is he actually going to go back 100% in his bed? 100% he was not going back in the or bed. Or is he not? He was mugging you. So um, I've, I've actually... I've actually. I would like to know from the listener yeah. if this is a thing though. Because what? like at, at this point in time, so two and a half and six, yeah. it's like fucking behaviour roulette. You never know oh. what you're going to get. Like sometimes they go outside, they get straight in their car seats, they're quite happy, yeah. you put them in, Louis's you play Don't Stop right. Me Now by Queen, yeah. you drive to school, happy days. Yeah. But sometimes it's just, and George, I've, oh, I've got a massive he's like fail. you, if he doesn't get his way. I've got a parent foul, you need, hold I need a fire, sting. Hold fire, hold fire. How bad was the parent foul? Was it bad? Was it ter- oh, okay, on. Like really bad. Tell me what happened. So... I was trying to get the kids in the car. No. I said, no biscuits today, guys. We don't have biscuits every morning. They're yeah, not every you. morning in our house because we're, we're healthy. I need to bribe you. Yeah, exactly. No biscuits. So Louis gets Standard. in the car. He's pretty good. He sits down. Thank you. George, on the other hand. What happens? He does not want to get in the car. No way. He's lying on the concrete floor of the driveway. I'm like, George, come up. And then they me. go limp, don't they? So you Ugh. can't pick them up. So then you feel like you're actually like hurting them because you're sort of dragging them up by underneath their arms. So I put him in the seat. Grab him by his head next time. Okay, That'll cool. teach him. So I put him in his seat. And what does he do? He starts arching his back and pushing himself out. Now this seatbelt, you've got to get one arm, two arms, try and get the thing together before you can put it in. And if you haven't loosened it before, it's really difficult. I mean, you're giving him a bit too much information about the with the dramatic music here. You've got to last okay, 30 seconds. So go. I'm trying to put him in the car. He doesn't do it. So no. in the end, I get so annoyed. I pull him back out as if I was going to put him on a naughty step and realise that I'm outside. So then I, <laughs> as I pull him out, he flings like that and hit his head on the car. So I'm like, brilliant. So then I go back in the car and I'm trying to sort of like wrestle him. So I've got like one arm sort of like holding him down and I'm getting the seatbelt and I finally put it in and he sits down and he is now screaming. So I hope I the think, NSPCC are not listening to this because I'm sure I didn't hurt him. Was... I'm just trying to get him in the car. Did you not hurt him? So then, 
I say, Louis, do you know what? You've been so good, you can have a biscuit. So then Oh, George, you didn't. Did. Yeah, I did. So George had to sit there crying because he doesn't know. So he's already annoyed and now you're not yeah. giving him so a biscuit. Like, I would have fucking lesson. screamed as well. So then we get to nursery and I'm talking to them and I'm saying, he's a bit moany, I said, because of what happened. I said, I had to wrestle him in the car. I said, he would not get in, he wouldn't listen. And he's he was, always an angel for them as well. I know, so they, don't, so they think good. it's just different kids because he like, just walks in like butter wouldn't fucking melt. I was like, he was flinging himself around. I said, so I had to get him in the car. Anyway, I leave. She this leaves. is the parent foul. I then get a text message because if they notice anything, they have oh. to tell. They're like, "Hey, Haley, we noticed a big fresh scratch behind George's ear. <sighs> it might have been when you were fighting him into the car. <laughs> fighting him. I was so like, I nearly wrote back like, I, w- I wouldn't say fighting. I'd say more like wrestling. I was like, is wrestling sound any better than no? Fighting? I felt awful. So you, um, bat, you but, battered but and scratched know. our and kid said, to get him I in the said, car. I Jeremy How didn't notice. So I'm going to George this morning. How did you do that behind your ear? He's like, in the car. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I, so it wasn't me. It's him flinging himself around. But Self-harmed. It did feel like a bit of a <laughs> parent foul. It did feel like a parent foul. But to be fair, George is just going through terrible two annoying fights. Do you know why this, why this problem has been created? Though? Problem? Problem has been okay, created. Yeah. And I'm not blaming you. But in a world where... When they're getting into the car, if they're going to have like a little snack as a treat for doing their good behaviour. I don't you, do this very often. No, but the time, like I was walking out the door the other day and you're like, here's a snack for them. It's one of those fucking gigantic German biscuit tins. Well, of course it looks and feels like a treat now. Even I, I don't even like biscuits, but I'm like, now I'm fucking sold on it. you think that was bad? This morning I had like a biscuit tin like this. And I was just why like, are you taking why are you take a just, biscuit? Then they can just pick it. I don't know. But oh, good. do you know what? Talking about cultures and how your kids start like creating... You know, like the culture of like installing, I don't know if that's culture is the right word, but like when you realise your kids start to sort of Absorb. resonate yeah. or their personalities become, not like you because they're their own person, but they say something you think, that's my kid, so I've got to share this. You might shed a tear. So we was in the car coming back from oh, school and nursery. It's emotive. <clears throat> yeah, okay. some emotional music. Okay, I don't, I don't know if I've got anything <clears throat> emotional. Well, um, you might need to just... Okay. Hurry up. Oh, I'm really sorry. I haven't got anything. Um, I've, I've got this. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I haven't got anything you emotional. Down this I, week, I have, yeah. My jingle. Um, I've got this. You haven't even got the love music. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So we was driving back in the car with George and Louis, and they'd both got in the car well tonight, so I was very happy. Driving back, and I thought, oh, should we, should we give Daddy a ring? And because um, he's not home tonight, and Louis says, oh. Why is he not home tonight? I said, oh, daddy's got to work late tonight. And he says, why is that? And I said, well, daddy's got someone coming to his studio to record a podcast. So daddy's going to help him. And he said, you know what he said? What? You're going to cry. No, I'm oh my God, cry. you're so going to cry. Why am I going to cry? He said, if daddy's dad was still alive, oh, he'd no. be so proud of him. He didn't? He did. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hang on, I need a moment. <laughs> And I was like... Where the fuck has he got that from? I don't from? know. I was like, he would, Louis. That is such a lovely He's, thing to like, say. I reckon Louis, he might be the reincarnation of my dead dad. That would be makes weird. a lot of stuff weird. Because <laughs> I've wiped his ass. <laughs> my, oh, yeah, my dad. <laughs> you know, I know. Both their well, asses. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that's probably not so weird. Um, what a lovely thing to say. He is like... Isn't that gorgeous? That's lovely. He's, he's I don't a, know if that's culture, influence, a, I don't know, but I was like, whoa, that de- is deep. Definitely, like, culture and influence is definitely linked closely. Linked, yeah. And actually, like I say, when, like, on the weekend, if I do, like, a little gym workout in the garage, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> oh, 
Why do you always do this? Because you oh, know, God, you Sam just... and Alex, who edit the podcast, they have spotted your snidey little Good. looks and they Good. even zoom in on you. They, so, like for little clips and stuff, they zoom in on you. Zoom in on this face. So, <laughs> so if, you're being, if you're being scratty with me. Scratty? Yeah, that's scratty. Um, Sam, also, a funny story. We'll talk about the fact he wouldn't put in a clip of you calling your fanny a chamois lever because he felt it was inappropriate to talk about his boss's fanny. His boss's wife. No, his boss's fanny. <laughs> you got fanny. Oh, it's all coming um, out on this podcast. It is all coming out. Um, no, in I'm not against you working out. It's oh, just the way God, you say it. Like, when I work out, as if like, oh, go away. Have we got a thing later on where you're going to... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Was... That's coming up. Think, anyway, so I when I'm in the garage... Move. Oh, Louis, so Louis turns around and he'll say, oh, the yeah. other day in the gym, I'll have to find a little clip and put it out on our uh, on our TikTok. Go follow us on TikTok, Business Marriage Pod. Oh, there yeah. you go. go business find Marriage us. Pod. We're on every social media platform at As, Business Marriage Pod. There you go. Pod. Um, and I said to him, oh, we've got to do 16 to 20 reps. What should we do? He said, Dad, we've got to do 20. I said, why? He said, because if you do 20, the more you do, the fitter you get. Yeah. And he said, and he said, he looked at the video, he said, for anyone who's watching this, if you've got an opportunity, this is his exact words, if you've got yeah. an opportunity to either do less or more, always do more because you'll get more out of it. So and good. I was like, I don't know. I said, like, these weights are quite heavy. You're like, like that's today. my boy. He's like. As you were doing, your beat, bait bean can. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Imagine you're out there with two baked bean cans. Do you know how much I can pick up now? Do you know what I picked <laughs> I up in the gym care. yesterday? 32 kilos. Oh, God. Do you know Which what? is combined 74 kilos. Do you know how much I weigh? 71. I'm basically like an ant. I can lift my own body like weight. The effort and the, just the constant. Do you not think it's worth the effort, it? though? No. You literally couldn't give a fuck, could you? No. It's coming out in our culture. Anyway. Thing. Anyway, and Louis also said, this is my favourite thing. If it gets t- tough, like when you're doing a little workout, he goes, come on, you've got this. Let's go, champ. I love it. Fucking love that shit. What a legend. Is it is it time for this now? Yeah, yeah right. let's do it. What are you going to run this? Because I don't know yeah. what you've got. Time I don't know for a small business shout out. As you know, oh, small business shout out. I didn't think you were doing that bit. What Sorry, do you think I was doing. I'm pointing there. No, you were ah ah. Hopefully, someone zoomed in on that. You pointed at that, I and then you clocked didn't. your mistake and you used your really dry little finger and went <laughs> <laughs> across the paper. Hey, I can I've hear it like really Sambo. <laughs> horrible hands. Um, I used no, to love I your hands. There. So, <laughs> as you know, <laughs> no, just no. As you know, I was no, I wasn't saying it because oh. of that. <laughs> I was just I'll thinking. Like, I love your hands. No. no. Okay. Carry on. Carry on. As you know, at this point You're gonna in get us our um, podcasting career, um, <laughs> all three episodes. We don't have any sponsors, so we figured, why not every week? Uh, we don't have sponsors because we don't want them. Oh, yeah. No, we don't want people to come knocking on our door. If you've got money <laughs> and you want to advertise on a podcast, take your fucking cash and go elsewhere because your money's no good around here. We only talk about sponsors and brands that we love who are small and can't pay us any fucking money. But if you do want to pay us money, we'd definitely consider it, right? We would love to have your money and I take all of the previous statement yeah. back. And then we just scrap that. So as we're talking about culture... And I'm not always going to talk gamma. about my clients, but I figured, why not? Because I actually ever. work with a lady. She's phenomenal. She's a lady. Um, and she's actually a culture and leadership coach. What is a cultural coach? So she, coach? So she's got a massive career background working in like HR. And she now basically goes in on like a consulting level right. and she helps them from the ground or the up, down and the down, up to filter through 
their whole culture. I've never seen someone talk so much with their hands when down, it's up, up, down, up, up down, 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 up, filter. And when they're up, they're up. Yeah, anyway. Um, so I'm going to shout out Pippa Savory and her website is pippasavory.com. Oh, you're going for a full shower? I yeah, like why it. not? And Should we give her a round of applause? Well done, Pippa. Round of applause. I've been working well done, with Pippa. Pippa for a few months. So and you're only shouting her out because you then promotes the work that you've done? No. I'm promoting her promote double promotion because because she is a cultural leadership coach and I just thought when we're talking about it a lot of the things that I learned when I was working with her about what she does was really interesting about Mm. how you effectively from the top of the company you're taking the values and the vision and you have to work out I'm talking she works with like companies with like hundreds of staff do you know what I mean and she has to work oh, she's out too how good for they, me. Is that what you're saying? She's they, too yeah, good not, for me, she old Pippa. Fine. How, how, how they basically install that culture into all of their staff. And then it's about making sure that there's like the right people doing the right things, that they're proactive, that they're motivated, that they have um, clear responsibilities, they're accountable. Um, so she does that on corporate level. She also works with like business leaders one-to-one. But I just Are you thought, sure you haven't been paid for this? No, I haven't, but I'm shouting her out. Hello, Pippa Savory. Congratulations, Small business Pippa shout-out. There you go. Small business shout-out. If you, if you need your culture cultured, if you need top-down, <laughs> bottom-up, in-between... <laughs> Pippa Savory might just be your lady. Go to pippasavory.com. I hope she listens. Um, How do you spell savory? S-A-V-O-R-Y. Okay, savory. There you go. Click savory. the link in the show notes. We'll link um, out. That's our small business so shout before out. We, before we end on our special segment this week, um, so we were asking for partner battles. So, of course, if there is anything, it could be a partner as in in love, partner as in in business, Friend that I've you got a question for you. Sorry. We, were doing, we were doing a little promo for this yesterday that I was recording on. Oh, I don't know why I'm holding your hands on it today. It's really dry, now. really what? dry but clammy at the same time. Hot. It's like wet sandpaper. Carry <laughs> on. Um, when I said the word lover, you always. My eyes twitching. Is it? When I, like I said the on. word lover. When I said the word lover, because I said, well, your eyes freaking me out. <laughs> you uh, said twitching. It's like an alien. Oh. It's like an alien is controlling your face. You know, I've got a twitchy eye. I think that's like stress or boredom. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm it's joking, your bitchiness it's coming out of your face. Because <laughs> I st- Anyway, carry on. Sorry. I had to share my bed with a small child last night. <laughs> and George. <laughs> <laughs> that's that noise again. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh to on your wee you know you do that these days sorry what small child and George that was very good to be fair yeah when I'm that's very what? good well, when you say I love you what yeah well I was doing a promo I was saying you know about like we'll, we'll try with your partner battles whether it be you like your business partner or your lover and you always be like ugh don't uh. say it it's just so cringe why is it cringe <laughs> but you gotta lick your fucking hands <laughs> Say lover, I don't know. I've got, I've Why got is a really it cream? dry mouth. Um, so Finish got, with this weird anyway, segment. Anyway, we've Come asked on. them for partner battles. If you've got a partner battle, even if it's something silly at home that you argue about, oh, you, you want us silly. to help you decide who's right or wrong. Um, so we've been putting it out there and we haven't had any particular battles yet to... You haven't put um, it out there for a while. <laughs> for, for us to referee. <laughs> but we did have, we did have a, a couple... Victoria. Um, Victoria and Neil, Neil. Who did say that the... Oh, I love, by the way. The partner battle that they are having at the minute is who do they like more? 
Who do you like more, partner battle? Do you like Haley? If so, text in. Don't text. We haven't got a text oh, number. Or even no. Let's don't just text. Yeah, don't text. Who who do they like more, me or James? And I'm like, well, it's obvious, it's me. Obviously. Actually, on the, on the first episode, yeah, I'm funnier. Yeah, yeah you are actually funnier because this has always been my thing. I've always been funnier. No, but you've yeah, been but more as attractive. We said, over now life, I've got nothing on you. Over the time, that funny side is just withered away. away. So now you're just, you know, just a guy with a sharky little face and yeah. A... So that's their battle. So I've I've solved the battle for you, Neil and Victoria. Do you say Victoria? I've just because yeah. I, I like to say Vicky, and I was like, oh, she's Victoria. Um. I'm I'm just going to chuck it out there. Me. Fine, okay. Sure. Moving on to our special segment of the week. (coughs) Can we have some music? Yeah, let's have this again. I like this. This is super cool. I feel like I'm on the radio. Okay, so as it's culture, I figured this week I asked James to come up with three rules of culture that we are going to instill at home that I have to do. Okay. Okay. I've got three things for so you. So we've got three got rules three things of things that maybe, I don't know, maybe there's things that I do that annoy you that no, I can't No, I can't do. think of one. Okay. I can't think of well, one. That was scratchy. That was, wasn't it? Okay, so it wasn't a very good title, was it? Three culture rules the others have to adopt. <laughs> Not a very good title at all. <laughs> Shittest name for a section ever. Not clickbait at all. Have you written yours down? I've written mine down. Okay. Right. I'm do just you... going to put my phone here okay. so I can just... Okay, do you want to go first, James? Uh, no, you can go first because I don't know what's coming up. Okay. Rule, culture rule number one. So the one. first one that I'm going to change culture okay. is the rubbish. So James has these great ideas where he's like, I'm just going to mow the lawn. This is what he wants to do at the weekend. I'm going to mow the lawn. So he goes outside, he mows the lawn for like, I don't know, four hours, probably listen to about five podcasts. And then what he doesn't do is then get rid of all of the rubbish. So our front garden is still full of sacks of garden waste that have sat there for like months and months. So the culture that I want you to install is if you are going to clean the garden, take the bloody rubbish away. Can I just quickly just summarise that then? So you're yeah. telling me if I do a job, which you're making out sound like a fucking hobby. Love. Yeah, it is. Cutting the grass. Yeah, you I love can- it. Is not a hobby. You love it. Is You're not- out there with your headphones in. No one's allowed to go out. You have like two hours of pain. Hang on a second. No, hang I'm not having it. the no, fuck on a second. <laughs> you go out there by it. yourself because I'm not going to let it. a two-year-old be around the lawnmower. You love it. What do you, you mean? Love it. <laughs> You're so annoying. You guys keep saying you love it. I'm just saying, just get love me the rubbish. It. Okay, fine. Please. Thank so you. So if I do one, if I do one task... If I give myself one chore, just, basically, just make sure I finish off all the chores. Anything like clearing out rubbish, and you say you want to do it, and you can take it to the tip. Actually, take. It to I can the actually tip. feel the air off your hand. Yeah. Next one, you go. Or I haven't I, got. I just yeah, do you mine? do yours. Do yeah. Mine. Okay, the next one. Save passwords. Safe passwords. Save oh, save passwords. The amount of times I say, James, oh, can I just log in? I thought you were asking about safe words. And he'd be like, like, oh, I don't know what my password is. Just save your passwords. Get LastPass for God's sake. It Hello. saves them automatically. Uh, you you are definitely being paid to get sponsored by people, aren't you? No, I'm not actually. But like, oh, I can't can, be asked can we can we log into our new Instagram account? Oh, I don't know what the password is. <laughs> Honestly, well, I only set it up 24 hours ago. Like, how do you forget? Because I do. I'm busy. I'm okay, busy. I'm busy doing one. gardening. I the love. The last thing that I want you to stop doing okay. is trying to be fun dad 
at eight o'clock in the morning when we have to get our kids out the door at ten past eight. So the other day, George got uh, Louis got a great present for his birthday, which are like two foam rockets that you tread on this. This was a mistake. You tread on the uh, the foot pump and then they kind of go off. And James said, "I know, kids, we'll do it before school." So what happens is at eight o'clock, who's out there? doing rockets it's actually me because James realised he's got to scrape the car because it's iced over and so it was not fun another thing I love doing yeah not fun <laughs> so that is it so take the rubbish to the dark okay save your passwords okay and stop trying to be the fun guy at 8 o'clock in the morning okay all of those things I've okay been great doing. you'll go Three things. Um, it's be tough, isn't do you know it? what? I wouldn't change anything about you because I think that you are pretty special. I'm true. I'm true. I'm true. I'm true. <laughs> I'm true. I'm true. Um, if I had to, though, there was probably, if I had to change a few things about you, I would change. Um, it wasn't called change, it was like installing the culture. Which is changing. Which is when you've done the rubbish, the gardening, take the rubbish away. When you've set up a new account, save the password. When you're getting the kids ready for school... Don't have fun with them. Don't say that you're going to play a really fun game when you've got no time. Okay, fair. Because the mornings you're here, like, I still do everything. Okay. Just letting you know that. Anyway. Wow, <laughs> this got cold, didn't it? I a bit spiky today. Are you okay, though? Because I won't bring that up. Shut cause, up. Because <laughs> I won't. Um, I wouldn't change anything about you. I think you're perfect. Oh, you're such a liar. You're do you know what you should liar. do, though? You should go for a walk. <laughs> We will talk about why that annoys Hayley so much on another episode. Thank you for listening to this instalment of Business Marriage. Oh, you are crabby today, aren't you? Oh, I am a bit crabby. Crabby? Don't call me crabby. That's a thing, isn't it? Crabby. If someone's being moody, you're crabby. Yeah, probably is. Who's getting the kids? You or me? Me, obviously. Excellent. God God forbid I have too much fun, though. Maybe Maybe I'll go outside and I cut the grass with them. And have, and, have, and have non-stop a fun. Five hours. What is wrong with listening to a podcast? Nothing, it's continued CPD, continual professional how many development. many hours in our week that you just go off? And listen to a podcast? Yeah. Okay, what is I'll wrong? just go off and... What? Know, what? Yeah, listen to a podcast. You probably could do with listening I to could. a podcast. I listen to a few. You listen to... What do you listen to? Can I shout them out? If you want. Well, I like Shag Married Annoyed. Okay. Oh, competitors. Good I idea. Like newlyweds. Fucking hell, competitors. <laughs> it's actually called Nearlyweds, but there you nearlyweds. go. Nearlyweds. Um, I like all the I like all the comedy ones. So you like all of our competitors, yeah. all of our enemies. Yeah. Good no, they're choice. not enemies. They're. They're pod inspiration. friends. friends. Preference. Inspiration. You better get down the gym, yeah. I've got. Well, no, I'm going to have to go to school to do a double school run. And you've got. You can take that rubbish down the tip oh, as well. Hell. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been business, man. Don't touch you. me. Oh, Don't touch. <laughs> um, thank you. Not in a good. Ah. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again another time for another instalment of Business Marriage. See you later. Bye. Bye. This show is a Phonic Media production. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.